Hey there, in this episode of the Rest Based Weight Loss podcast series, I actually want to share with you guys how I eat and exercise to maintain my weight loss. Uh, four years ago, I started a journey. Oh, actually, it's going on five years ago now. I started a journey that uh, allowed me to lose uh, about 33 pounds, 12% of my body fat, and seven dress sizes, dropped seven dress sizes in about five to six months, which is not spectacular. I mean, it's like, oh, okay, it's nice. Um, <laughs> but the miracle for me was the fact that I've been able to maintain that, maintain those results for the past four and a half years. And one of the statistics that I mention frequently, I mention it frequently because it's so alarming, is the fact that 95% of people who lose weight gain it back within two to five years. So the miracle definitely was not in the weight loss because that happens all the time with people. But the miracle for me was in the fact that I've been able to maintain it because that came after an eight year period of me constantly gaining and losing weight for eight years. And so my obsession to understand what it was specifically about what I did this time in comparison to all the other times, why that helped me to achieve my body composition and my weight loss goals and maintain them and put me in a place in terms of my lifestyle to never, ever, ever go back to where I was before. What was it? about that particular strategy that separated itself from all the others. And my obsession to learn and understand why uh, led me directly to where I am today, which is uh, this understanding that weight issues are not diet and exercise issues. Uh, Weight issues are much deeper. They're, They're so much more intricate than just, you know, changing the way you eat and running on a treadmill every day. Uh, it runs deep. <laughs> this thing runs deep. And the more I've been, the more I learned, the more I've been learning, the more I'm continuing to learn, I feel very passionate and very strongly about bringing that information to as many people, as many people that will listen, you know, as many people that find themselves very specifically in the same boat that I was in, which is, I'll never be able to do this. I've tried everything and everything has failed me. I'll never be able to make this work. That's exactly where I was. And the fact that I found a way out, I feel obligated. You know, it's like my life's mission now and my life's calling to share that information with as many people as possible. And so I call that, I call that mission rest-based weight loss because it's very hands-off. It's, it's very much looking at all of the other aspects of our lifestyles that are required to transform our weight and transform our bodies and just working on those first, tackling those first, getting those lifestyle areas under control and bringing them to some sort of balance. Because if those lifestyle areas are balanced, then a natural effortless result of that balance is weight loss. Natural effortless And not just weight loss, but the type, the kind of weight loss that never comes back. And so that's what rest-based weight loss is. That's what it's all about. That's why I'm here. So if this is your first time listening, I would encourage you to subscribe and follow. Like I said, this thing runs deep. 
so many intricate details that that go in and around and out of this topic of weight loss and so I have a lot of information to share and I want to be able to do that and I want you to I mentioned yesterday uh, take all of these little puzzle pieces from each of these episodes and then be able to over time uh, to sync them with your own lifestyle with your own experience and then put some puzzle pieces together for yourself for your own self so that you can achieve the the results that you want achieve them and sustain them so speaking of sustainability how do I eat and exercise to sustain the weight loss that I was able to achieve four and a half years ago? Uh, well, first, one of the things that I usually mention in like my little opening intro sequence of these episodes is the fact that people who gain back weight that they've lost, part of the reason that they gain it back is because of the way in which they lost it in the first place. So if I'm going to talk about how I sustain and maintain my weight loss, I have to talk about first, I have to address how I lost the weight in the first place. Um, One of the things I learned very early on from my favorite fitness guru who I follow and I only listen to him, his name is Dr. Jay Tita. I don't listen to anybody else. When When it comes to weight loss, health and fitness, I follow no one else. I don't listen to anyone else. But one of the very first things that I learned from him is that whatever it is that you do to lose weight, you'll have to do that. You'll have to keep doing that plus a little extra plus and some in order to maintain that weight loss. Why? Because over the course of your weight loss journey, your metabolism is transforming and it's constantly adapting to at some point like to, to bring you to a plateau to stop that weight loss from continuing to move forward. And it's simply a survival mechanism. I hope we know that when we hit a weight loss plateau or uh, we end up gaining back weight, that that's just a survival response from our metabolism to keep us alive in case we no longer have access to food. Okay, so while we're losing weight, it's essentially registering to our metabolism as stress. It's registering to our metabolism as famine in the land, as lack of access to resources and energy. So the metabolism immediately begins adapting your body by slowing down the amount of calories that you, uh, that you burn and holding on to, to, more, to a, more, a maximum amount of calories that you consume in order to slow down this weight loss uh, from progressing and continuing forward. So what I, so what I, uh, that immediately, you know, let me know and revealed the reason why I could never sustain any results in the past was because I would always take these extreme approaches toward diet and exercise that was like impossible to maintain over the long term. Uh, case in point, oh, I, I remember years ago, like doing Insanity. And Insanity, I mean, I loved the program. It was intense. It was crazy. But I remember I started dropping weight really quickly. I started, you know, my muscle tone started showing up really quickly. I started feeling really strong, really energetic. My cardio was increasing. And I got through the first, like, phase of the program. And then when I started the second phase of the program, which were, like, longer workouts and, you know, more intense workouts, um, like, within the first week, 
I fell, uh, I, I was doing like plyometric, the plyometric jumps or whatever, and I busted up my knee. I fell and hurt my knee. And because I hurt my knee so bad, I couldn't continue doing the workout. And so once I stopped doing the workout, at that point, my hunger had, uh, was my hunger elevated so much to, to meet like the, the energy output that I was doing every day. My hunger had elevated and my appetite increased. I was eating like an elephant. But once I stopped working out, I still had that elephant size appetite. So it was very, very quickly that all of the weight that I lost, all of the results that I was able to achieve in my body composition, that all came back really quickly once I stopped working out and maintained that elephant sized appetite. So the reason why I was never able to sit, and that was, it was like the same thing would happen with all of the other diet and exercise programs that I did. So for this particular strategy that I found four and a half years ago, this strategy was more so focused on, uh, releasing the maximum amount of fat burning hormones during the workouts and while eating as humanly possible and hormones in our bodies are just messengers. Hormones are like little mailmen that travel up and down our bodies from the brain to the stomach, to the muscles, to the organs that just tell those different areas in our bodies. Okay, go do this. All right, go do that. And the, these messages, these messengers and these little, you know, mailmen are released and they go and deliver their little messages all over our body in response to what it is that we're doing in response to some sort of physical stimuli. For example, very specifically, like what we're eating or how we're exercising. So if you have a donut for breakfast, what you, the messages, the little messengers, the little mailmen, the messages that they're receiving to send to every other part of the body is, okay, we're having fat, sugar, and starch for breakfast. So that's sending the messages, you know, to your blood sugar to spike up. And then as a result of your blood sugar spiking up from that donut, that, that sugar spike is sending a message, a message to your insulin to shoot up in order to bring the blood sugar down. But because it, the blood sugar, your blood sugar spiked too high, then you release too much insulin. And then that brings your blood sugar too low. It brings it down too low and too fast. And you experience a crash that then manifests itself as cravings for either caffeine or for more sugar to bring your blood sugar back up a little bit. And then it can, and so that cycle continues. Okay, so that's an example of how these little mailmen are sent throughout our bodies based on phys- a physical stimulus, a choice that we make. And so the program that I found and, and the strategy that I started looked at eating and exercising in a way that would send messages all throughout the body as often as possible throughout the day as as often as humanly possible to burn fat burn fat burn fat burn fat that was the constant message being sent the constant message little letters that the mailmen were were constantly throughout the day 
uh, communicating to every muscle, every organ, um, every, you know, my, the brain, every area of the body, burn fat, burn fat, burn fat, burn fat. And that's how I was able to achieve fat loss results so quickly was because I lived in this, I just lived in this world of, of fat burning, burning fat, burning fat, burning fat. Now, does this mean that the strategy I found is something that can achieve the exact same results for everyone? No. Why? Because it, it, it just so happens to be coincidence that this lifestyle, this fat burning lifestyle, this lifestyle that was constantly commuting, communicating messages, fat burning messages to my body and my brain and my organs, it, it was just purely coincidence that that lifestyle lined up perfectly with the way that my metabolism runs naturally, the way that my metabolism runs on its own. And because the, because the strategy was extremely minimalist and required like just, only needed just enough, just enough exercise, just enough uh, uh, of a, a diet change, not too much, not too little, but just that perfect amount. It was that perfect amount that 100% aligned with my metabolism and my lifestyle, the lifestyle that I was already living and the lifestyle that I could 100% then maintain for the rest of my life because it fits so seamlessly in. I hope that makes sense. So that's how I, being able to lose weight, I lost weight in a way that I can, that I am 100% capable of sustaining for the rest of my life because it directly lines up with just who I am naturally as a person. So any weight loss that requires extreme drastic lifestyle changes and choices from what you're making right now is not sustainable. It will fail you eventually. Okay, so when we start when we talk about sustainability and maintenance, I had to eat and exercise in a way that I could sustain. And what did that look like from a practical perspective? Uh, I'm a I'm a carnivore. I love my meat. I love my protein. I love it. I love to eat meat. The cool thing, uh, but, at, but at the same time, I was also a carboholic. Loved my salty carbs, French fries, pizza, cheese, burgers. <laughs> Love cheese, ate cheese all the time. Loved my sandwiches, uh, like paninis and sub sandwiches. You know, loved my carb with the protein, with the fat, with the starch and, and all of those. And then loved to cap off let the cap off my meals with, you know, either ice cream, chocolate chip cookies or brownies. Loved all of that stuff, right? Well, what I started doing at the beginning of my journey, not realizing that this is what I was doing, I was able to keep eating as much protein as I wanted. But what I started doing was I started eliminating all of like the carbs and the starches. I started separating my carbs from and my starches from my fat intake. And once I started separating my carbs from my fat intake and just really quickly, the reason why it's important to do this, the reason why it's it's important to to not consume a, a fat and carb at the same time together 
is because if you burn sugar for energy, then all of the, then the carb that you eat will be used for energy, but then all the fat that you consumed will be stored in your fat cells. Since your metabolism is already used to just burning the carb and the sugar for energy, then all the fat you consume will just be stored. It'll just be stored as fat. So I learned that from the very beginning. So I said, okay, well, let me, uh, let me cut down on the carbs. Let me cut down on the sugar and the starches and separate that so that uh, the fat that I eat won't be stored as fat. And then what I realized is that my metabolism actually runs more efficiently on uh, a more uh, like a higher fat diet than it does on a higher carb diet. And that's just me. So that's why I'm saying like, this is so individual for people. Like for some people, what I did uh, just didn't work for them in the same way because their metabolism runs differently. But I learned that I learned early on that my metabolism runs more efficiently, meaning it keeps me fuller, it gives me more energy, and it completely eliminates my cravings for carbs and sugar if I'm getting enough fat in all of my meals. I learned that at the very beginning of my journey. And because my body responded so well and so efficiently to that, that's still the way that I eat. So now we're getting to maintenance. This is the way that I eat. This is the way that I continue to eat. This is the way that I continue to eat over the past four and a half years. All of my meals, the majority of my meals are primarily as much protein as I want. I don't count macros. I don't count calories. I don't count portion sizes. Okay. I eat as much meat as I want. My carb intake is it, it's it's I've increased the amount of carbs that I started eating very recently because I'm at a point now where I'm setting different goals for my body composition. So my carb intake has increased recently, very recently, like within, you know, only within the past few months, but I only eat just enough, just enough, just to have it. That's where I'll, you know, portion out. Like I'll make sure that my carb portion is very minimal. I'll never make the carbs, like the main part of the dish, the main macronutrient of the dish, never. My main macronutrients, the star children of my meals will always be protein and uh, some sort of, and some sort of vegetable, some sort of fibrous vegetable, green vegetables, green leafy vegetables, some sort of protein and, and vegetable mix. And then the carb, you know, the, the sweet potato or the rice or uh, the gluten-free bread, since I'm gluten-free, the gluten-free bread on the side or whatever, that will always play second fiddle. It'll always be the backup singer. The main attraction will be this really seasoned to perfection, delicious, juicy protein, you know, lean protein or whatever it is, and beautifully seasoned, uh, you know, vegetables sauteed or baked with lots of seasoning, you know, olive oil and garlic and onion. And, you know, I make it delicious. I make it an experience. And I'll always either cook the meat and the vegetables in some sort of fat, like avocado oil or coconut oil or something, or in ghee, clarified butter, uh, or grass-fed butter, or if it's not cooked in there, I'll make sure to add it on top or add it to the side. So I'll add avocado onto my meal. I'll add avocado on the side. I'll add a handful of almonds or cashews on the side. Once again, fat is also, I, I never make the, pri- the majority of my meal. The primary focus is never fat. Fat is always, also always is the backup singer, but it's included every single time. 
that's the backup singer that you take for me that I take on tour. Every tour, every performance, fat has to be there. Not the same with carb. Carb will be, you know, I'll bring carb along every once in a while and, and it'll always be a backup singer, but the primary focus will always be super delicious protein and vegetables, fat always, and then carb every once in a while when I want and just enough. That's how I eat. That's how I eat on a daily basis. Uh, and the only reason that I was able to jump from eating like super high fat, super high carb, uh, super high sugar, you know, and all those things. The only reason that I was able to shift from eating like that to eating to this style so quickly and to maintain it is because as soon as I did all of my, uh, not only did I experience just the, the outward motivation of seeing my weight loss happen so quickly, that was an outward motivation that doesn't happen for everyone. But for me, it did. I, the weight loss, the weight started dropping very quickly, but I started sleeping better. My energy became a lot more stable. And then my cravings for carbs and sugar just went away. It just went away. I didn't need it anymore. So that's the only reason that I was able to jump from the way that I was eating to this style of eating so quickly and to sustain it. It's because it was like, it was just the way that I was destined to eat. For exercise, all of my exercise complements the style of eating. So because I am, I eat lower carb, lower sugar, lower starch, what does that mean? That means that I cannot be in the gym huffing, puffing, sweating, and pumping it five times a week, 45 minutes to an hour a day. I don't eat enough carbs to be able to sustain that sort of workout. So what kind of workouts do I do? I do workouts that require extremely basic functional movements with heavy weights. 15 minutes tops, two to three times a week tops, two to three times a week tops. Is that the kind of exercise that burns a lot of calories, you know, and, and accelerates your, your weight loss quickly? No, that's not what it does. What it does, what this kind of exercise does is it communicates, it sends the messages, it delivers the letters to the little mailmen in my body to burn fat, burn fat, burn fat. Because I tell you, when you're doing functional movements, for example, uh, just do this for five minutes. Stand up, uh, get down on the floor, sit down on the floor. So, you know, kneel down, sit down, sit down on the floor. Okay, and then get up again. Now repeat and keep doing that for five minutes. What you're going to notice is that you're using every single muscle in your body and you're working your heart a little bit. You're going to start getting out of breath after just those five minutes. That's an example of what I, what I mean when I say functional movements. All of my exercises are extremely functional. Squats, push-ups, you know, sit down, get ups, overhead presses. I mean, exercises that will actually be beneficial for me as I get older to continue, uh, you know, to be able to have muscles that will allow me to, let's say when I'm like 95 years old, still be able to sit down and get up from a couch, still be able to bend over and pick up things, you know, 
bend over and pick up my grandchildren or my great grandchildren by that time. Functional movements, you know, sitting there doing a bunch of bicep curls. When am I ever like, I don't bicep curl my groceries after I buy them from the grocery. Like when am I ever going to use a bicep curl in just functional everyday life? I'm not. So I don't waste any of my time doing those things, like doing those types of movements. I only spend my time doing movements that are primarily working my legs, my back and my chest. And that doesn't require a lot of time. It only requires a minimum, like 10 to 15 minutes of doing that just a few times a week to send those messages to my, to my metabolism and to my body, burn fat, burn fat, burn fat, burn fat. That is how I lost weight. That is how I continue to exercise to maintain my weight loss. It's like really simple, but the only reason it's simple is because it fits perfectly in line with my lifestyle. It fits perfectly in line with the way that my body was shaped and created. So the key for you is to figure out first what fits perfectly with the lifestyle that you already have and just manipulate here and there little tweaks to your to what the way that you're eating, little tweaks to how much you're moving and how much you're exercising and what you're doing for exercise. It only takes little tweaks, little tweaks to set yourself on the path where the messages that are consistently being sent throughout your body is burn fat, lose weight, burn fat, lose weight, burn fat, lose weight. And the longer that, the longer and the more consistent you can stay within that messenger zone. At some point, eventually, it may take longer than you'd like. It may take longer than other people. But at some point, eventually, you'll get down to very specifically the, the goal, the, the weight that you want to be at. Your body will start looking very specifically the way that you want it to look. And my goal here with this series is to teach you, is to teach you how to do that, okay? I hope this was helpful. Really do. Once again, if this was your first time listening, or if you think that this, if you felt like this was helpful, I would love for you to keep following, keep coming back and listening. Okay. All right. This is another episode of the Rest Based Weight Loss Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Lene Urban, and I can't wait to talk to you next time.